Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. Fuck you, Berman and Braga. And Adam. Guys got dad issues, bro. Take a toke. Stop trying to make Tepalcher happen. It's not going to happen. On a scale of one to ten cats, how stinky has your week been? Is ten stinky and then one is not stinky? Ten is a room full of gawk farts. <laughs> um, you know what? Kitten poo is actually probably worse. <laughs> so I'm going to say eleven. <laughs> Oh God! In, in, in case anyone wants to know, when one has uh, rescued uh, a kitten, one has to give them dewormer um, because the worm's bad. So what happens is you give them this dewormer, and before you give them the dewormer, they're pooping like normal animals poop, you know, normal poop. And then you give them the dewormer, and everything inside of them exits in a really disgusting fashion (laughs) over the next three days and you're constantly having to make sure that they're getting enough fluids and everything because all of it's coming out of their rear end it's like crusher and jordy lowering the force field in the cargo bay (laughs) just boom yeah but it's all slow and it all smells just wretched like it's it it is it really is like baby shit i mean it's it anybody who has kids like it's it smells really rank um but it's you know it's just the process and then eventually you know they get back to normal pooping and everything but it's 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 bad (laughs) yeah um we were talking about that and then my wife goes you wouldn't want to try to rehome kittens i'm like nope 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 you have to really love baby kittens yeah i just no i'm not here for that i'm not gonna come home to just piles of shit everywhere and horror and death and i got the one cat i got the one dog i'm good it is okay and the zero kids people are like well why don't you just have kids okay a that's not gonna happen b um, they don't talk back. Kittens like grow up and they just stay cats. They don't expect you to clothe them. You don't have to send them to school and worry about like learning disabilities and whether this kid's being a bully or whether your kid's being a bully and all kinds of, you know, bone and mouth disease and hoof and, you know, <laughs> fuck all of that. <laughs> Fucking lice and, you know, fuck, fuck all of that. There's no college tuition with pets. Yeah. And I've seen this thing saying that, like, oh, pets are, like, bad for the environment because, like, I don't know, you buy poop oh, bags Jesus. and kitty litter and stuff. It's like, Are you kidding? Having a kid. Then stop having nine kids. Yeah. People will sit there and be like, you know, oh, man, climate change is really bad. Anyway, we're having a third kid. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh, Ugh. man. I swear, everyone that has a kid is a climate change denier, at least on some level. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, fucking Catholics. <laughs> and I mean, it does depend on where you live. I think especially if you're an American mm-hmm. and you, especially if you don't live in a dense city where there's public transportation and things like that yeah. and, and nothing's walkable. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not helping. No. You're not helping. You're actively hurting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So. Speaking, speaking of actively hurting, <laughs> how about this episode? 
On the one hand, it has Shran. He comes in in kind of a, you know, a cavalry kind of way. Um, but on the other hand, like, there's just a lot of bullshit, you know, and there's lots of lots of racism about the Vulcans, and, and the Vulcans are dicks. Yeah. You know, so it's really hard to be sympathetic to them in this episode. There's a lot but, of out-of-character um, shit yeah. for Vulcans. No, It's like no one gave them the memo, like, hey, Vulcans uh, have a whole logic thing, right. and they don't really do emotions. They just, like, threw that out the window yeah. in some places for this. Yeah, they really did. I don't know who the fuck Michael Vehar is. Who are you? But uh, he directed this. Who wrote it? Berman and Braga did. Oh, of course. Were definitely involved. There's like a 14-episode run where it's just them. Oh, great. uh, Writing on this stuff. Let's see. He directed a whole lot of Enterprise, so strap in. (laughs) I I blame Berman and Braga more. Than, than anything, honestly. I mean, they're the ones who are geared. I mean, Berman really took a very active hand in Enterprise more than he ever did with with Next Gen. Yeah. I mean, he w- he was kind of hands off with Next Gen because it had been Roddenberry's baby, you know, and he kind of took an active hand with Voyager, but much way this was his brainchild enterprise was Mm. so i i definitely blame him and braga much more than than the director in this case and they did a pretty good job with the action scenes i was gonna say the action scenes are kind of a plus in this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but so mike vihar directed i'm assuming it's a it's a hj because it's v-e-j-a-r and V-Jar right. just doesn't sound V-Jar right. V-Jar just so. sounds crazy. That'd be like drunk V-Jar. <laughs> V-Jar. I'm V-Jar. I'm Southern, Southern V-Jar. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Southern V-Jar. Why the crater, man? I, I, I came all the way down here looking for your goddamn creator. I have creator. been driving for a very long time. <laughs> um, well, let's get I into it. I traveled the whole so, Natchez Trace. <laughs> I came all the way down, all the way down to goddamn I-10 and went all the way across there. <laughs> Ain't nothing. I have drunk everything in my car, even the mouthwash. Ain't nothing. I really, I just want to see the creator, man. I was, I'm going to find me that goddamn creator. Wait, listen, listen, listen. I need to find the creator, okay? <laughs> I don't... It, it's not a big deal, but I need to find I'm just, I'm going to merge with the creator. We're going to be one. Me, oh, yeah, me, and, me and the creator. I don't feel good. So, <laughs> I, that went for a really long time. <laughs> I, you can't just decide I'm drunk. That decision is between me and God. And the creator. And the, between the creator. me and the creator. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my All gosh. How right. smart. So this dude okay, directed... I mean, he did, like, a lot of shit. He did a lot of sci-fi. He did a bunch of DS9, like, seven episodes of DS9. Mm-hmm. Thirteen episodes of Voyager. Well, this is the culmination of your work, and guess what? You're going to be right here to collect the final data. 
And, uh, yeah, 11 episodes of Enterprise. I don't know if he did any... He knows what he's doing, you know, with at least the Star Trek universe. Yeah, they so know I, I, yeah. I, I, Again, I really... I, I place the blame on Berman and Braga for this. Yeah. For the shitty parts of this. The good parts, I blame the director. The shitty parts, I'm going with Berman. The point of this episode, I think, was this weird reach. Unnecessary reach, really. Like, like a last-ditch effort between... To Paul and Captain Archer, that is stupid and wasn't there and didn't work. It at just all. demonstrates how much he doesn't understand her. And she is basically a fucking angel baby for putting up with all of this. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go through the story. All right, yeah, okay. And then we'll, we, I don't want to spoil this for anybody. Right, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Uh, back on Earth. Admiral, not really a Klingon, he just plays one on TV, Forrest, is attempting to deal with the Vulcans about all the shitty, shady shit they did on Pajem. And this is one of the rare cases that Berman allowed a continuing story. His big problem was that he wasn't going to make as much money on syndication, basically, if the story was continuous. So he didn't like that. You know, he wanted, like, only episode of the week kind of shit. Um, so this is one of those rare cases where he's like, oh, let's continue this story. Yeah, because this calls back to a previous episode a lot, mm-hmm. starting with the title, right. Shadows of Pajem. So this is all going to keep referring back to the episode, uh, I don't know, a few episodes ago. Like, not the last one, like four <laughs> episodes ago or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. W- why are they super focused on this one? I guess it's because it was a diplomatic incident kind of thing. And they right. thought, well, we can fuck with that. Do you remember? Yeah, it was the one with the monastery and the Andorians. Mm-hmm. The, this is the blue guys mm-hmm. with uh, reanimator Jeffrey Coombs. Uh, as the lead dude, Shran, who's always just fun. He's just such a fun he's, actor he's to great. watch. He's so great. He has his thing. He's end. always Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah. But he's fun to watch. He's just one of those actors, like like Christopher Walken or something, where you're just like, I don't really need you to act a whole lot. Just do your that <laughs> just do thing you. that you do. And it's fun. And it's like, I'm not knocking him uh, as an actor. It's just, no. It's just fun to watch him just he's be Jeffrey doing Coombs. Jeffrey Combs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the Andorian incident. It was episode number six. Yeah, the one where they go to the monastery for no reason whatsoever. And fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Fuck everything <laughs> up because because that's our crew. So I do love the the fabrics that the Vulcans are wearing. Like their costumes are like the the textiles that they're wearing is gorgeous. And I think they were trying to do like this homage to like Japanese robes. But it, you know, it's still like, why are you wearing that much fucking clothes? It never really gets warm in San Francisco. It's pretty and it's neat and everything, but it doesn't make sense for the characters. Right. They're from a desert planet. Yeah. You wouldn't picture a whole lot of layers right. from a desert planet. look there's this you know san francisco bridge out forest's window you know so i was like that's a nice view it is a, <laughs> it is a sick view it is a really nice view yeah that spot in san francisco now probably costs right now probably costs like 10 million dollars oh god at least yeah that kind of and it was kind of a weird view too because like he must have been really high up and right on the river you got that 
sweet view. You got legal weed. I mean, when Vulcans come in and they're just bitching about whatever, you're just kind of like, all right. <laughs> whatever, dude, man. <laughs> Fuck. It's cool. Jesus. So, like, you're, like, not into Archer? Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes I'm dude, not either, man. He's, you know, guy, He's a weirdo, man. Guy's got dad issues, bro. Take a toke. <laughs> that would be nice. I did laugh when when what's his face Saval was like they've been in space six months and managed to destabilize the entire sector. I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I love that line. That's like the best. <laughs> that is a fantastic summation of everything so far. Mm-hmm. Over the course of six months, this crew has taken a shit has everywhere they've gone. Up. And we're supposed to believe that they're, like, good? The heroes, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to cheer for these fucking idiots. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and and he's, like, super pissed. He's like, you should have done what I told you. And Forrest is like, no way. You don't fucking run our, you know, company or whatever the fuck. You're not my supervisor! And Forrest is like, Vulcan Earth Joint operations are suspended. And, like, whatever, you know? Seriously. (laughs) Unless you want something, motherfucker, get the fuck off our street. Oh, the language on you. Gary Graham <laughs> as Saval is awesome. He was in, did you ever watch Alien Nation? Nah, I never watched. I, I remember the show existing. Yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of like, yeah, no. With no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Yeah, no. It was, it, you know what? It was surprisingly good. Okay. Really. It, 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 I mean, don't watch it now because I'm sure it did not age well. But like at the time, it was really good sci-fi. It was on, I guess it was, I think it was on the sci-fi channel. It was really good. And he was great in it. You know, it was him like really trying to be not a racist asshole and like his character and the his partner's character really grew through the series. It was it was good. Was he the, was, he good. was the cop and he had an alien cop yeah. partner. Alien cop partner. Okay, yeah. I got you. And he was kind of a kind of a leading man esque, you know, because at the time he was like that that age that men get to where they're like good looking no matter what, like at forty or something. I'm rapidly approaching forty. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, and all women are like, you know, suddenly have taken a turn for the worse. You know, at that age, like they hit like their peak at like 25 and like women are like slowly going down at that point. Oh, no. Well, according to Hollywood, anyway. According to. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Hollywood math. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, that makes sense. And and any any romantic relationship has to be with a woman who's at like. 20 right you know? i hate that i saw some, somebody on twitter say like next time there's a ludicrous age difference and it's not addressed or anything in this script i'm just gonna call that a plot hole totally <laughs> it's a fucking plot hole it's insane yeah it's ridiculous just like yeah this guy's 60 and she's 30 so yeah whatever get the fuck out of here Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> where did where did we go? Holy shit. <laughs> so this Vulcan was it so Sopak? Is that him? Soval. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Gary Graham. Yeah. So yeah. Gary Graham Soval guy. Um they just 
didn't tell him that Vulcans aren't supposed to be real expressive and emotional and everything. Right. Because he's just mad. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's not, I don't see any attempt at all. Like, he's not, like, no. throwing shit around in the room or anything, but... No, but he's he's not attempting to hide that all of this is in retaliation and that there's anger and that there's, re- like, a measure of revenge, you know, he's, being done there. He's office mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the office, like, somebody does something really stupid and fucks things up. You can't, like, throw shit and go screaming, yelling at them because, you know, no, right, you, right. you have to be a professional or whatever like that. So, yeah. like, you write a terse email and you try to have a discussion. Listen, um, we're trying to... <sighs> he's professional mad. And which is, which is, you know, and he doesn't hide any of his like facial expressions or his uh, body language or anything. And it's just, you know, it's like, did anybody tell him that he's supposed to be a fucking Vulcan? You know, no efforts made. And that's a director thing. It is. Immediately, Forrest is like, oh shit, I need to talk to Ahab. And I'm like, is he your boss? The relationship between Forrest and Ahab seems much more like weighted on Ahab's side. So who's in charge here? You are. I mean, he does give him orders. Yeah, but he's they like... They have that sort of like, I gotta tell you, we're friends, but I gotta tell you what to do. Sorry, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's. I've worked places like that where it's like... Oh, yeah. The shift manager's your 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 buddy, but like, you know... Yeah. It's like, okay, no, I, I do need you to break down the boxes though, man. You know, I get... <laughs> Can you please? You know, yeah. And then that leads us into our theme... So we're back and we are in the captain's mess thing and he's having breakfast with Trip with the with Florida man. Is he drinking Florida orange juice? I want to know. Fucking better be. Right? <laughs> so So that would have been great like he's fucking with him. He's like, "No, I don't think you're going to go to core up fuck yeah. whatever uh anyway to see the super fast ships that they have and that you can't see yeah. and he's just kind of pouts for a <laughs> second and he's staring at him and archer's like sipping this orange juice he goes them florida oranges <laughs> <laughs> that would have been sick <laughs> like some weird like pouty like attempt at revenge the fuck with him back yeah <laughs> Well, Corridan is actually a planet that was referenced in the TOS era episode called Journey to Babel, which is one of my favorites. They get admitted to the Federation later on. That episode is when they are debating whether Corridan gets admitted or not. Tellerites do not argue for reasons. They simply argue. No, you... Gentlemen, Ambassador Sarek is quite correct when he points out this is not the council chamber of Babel. I'm fully aware that the admission of Corridan is a highly debatable issue, but you won't solve it here. It seems like he's just like doing a search on Vulcan database Wikipedia and just going on whatever seems interesting. Like he goes down like a, you know, Wikipedia wormhole and he's like, oh, I want to go there. What about fucking scientific experiments? What about exploration? What about going places they don't know? You know, 
it just seems weird. I mean, their their primary mission is new life, new new civilizations. Go 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 well, forth, and and that you know, yeah. if you pick up some science along the way, great, great. Because we haven't. Uh, well, we were talking about this. Uh, I think in the last episode, we haven't established that there are any labs, that there are any Ex- kind of. <laughs> Right. Real, like, scientists doing research, collecting samples or anything yeah. on this ship. Yeah, not even, like, a cosmologist, you know, who just basically does a lot of theory. Like, there's just nothing. Yeah, like, in TNG, uh, and then in Voyager especially, um, mm. we see, in TNG, we hear a lot of references to uh, stellar cartography. Biology labs, there's... I don't think we see it until... Until the movie Generations, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's biology labs. Yeah, uh, Crusher is often doing little medical experiments and mm-hmm. petri dish things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Voyager, there's the whole astrometrics lab where you know she's got the IMAX yep. and she can you know find stuff. <laughs> right. I, I don't know, whatever. They gave Seven a, a place to work. I don't know, whatever. Fuck thing. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but this ship, it's just like. These four or five people, and then just like rando crewmen doing just kind of walking around in nothing? the thing, like what are they doing? Like, yeah, it's such yeah. a small ship. Like the original Enterprise, you always had just people in the halls, you like, but you, you got mm-hmm. the impression that there were a whole bunch of people and they were all kind of busy and going about their business and doing things yes and this ship i don't know what anyone's doing yeah what are they fucking doing i don't get it (laughs) what do you do all day not that much there's yeah it's just it's silliness anyway but yeah when he fucks with trip and he's like you know trip's all excited and he's like no you're not going mr i got pregnant with an alien baby recently (laughs) you know and he's gonna take hoshi you know and i'm like oh god you know and then he's like fucking dad joke ahab yeah yeah oh you got me. You, you almost got me. Yeah. I'm sure slash fanfic writers loved this scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Oh, you almost got me and then he look and then he looks into his eyes and he goes, No. You've always had me. You didn't. Then <laughs> <laughs> they furiously make out. And, yeah, okay. Admiral Fa- Forrest calls and is telling A- Ahab that the Andorians bombed the shit out of uh Pajim. Which, and the Vulcans got out in time, blah, blah, which, blah. Which, frankly, I burst out laughing. Oh, me too. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the Andorians Of course did they that. did. I even laughed like the second time I watched this. I, was like, I, I, I thought it was yeah. even funnier. It's just like, they just blew yes. that motherfucker up. <laughs> that whole fucking uh-huh. thing. They were just just like, uh, all right then. Because, th- yeah, <laughs> Shran just doesn't give a shit. Duh. It's like, all right. Time to die, and then. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, like they warned, they they warned them, they told them, "All right, everybody out, we're blowing your shit up." And yeah, the Vulcans apparently let them. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised well, I mean, that there I, wasn't they, like it, a there was no mention of like a battle, like a space battle. No, no, it was probably more of like strike ship, boom, gone. I have a plan, attack. Yeah, but they they warned them this comes up in the this the scene in the ready room after this where mm. he pulls to paul into the ready room right. and he's like hey um you know 
Bad news. They blew up your Tibet thing, and she's like, well, were there any survivors? And he was like, all of them. They told them ahead of time that they were going to blow it up. They, right. they, Everyone had time to pick up all their shit and get out, and yeah. he didn't have any details on their relics and stuff, but I assume that they grabbed what they could. Probably not the giant what they glory could, yeah. hole head thing. <laughs> I doubt that they could carry that, but you know, yeah. they, they carried a bunch of shit out probably, whatever. But yeah. so they give them all this advance notice. Yeah, get that thing I sent you. And why yeah, why didn't they defend it? Yeah. That's weird. There's no mention of like a well, battle or anything. The only other possibility I can think of is that, you know, the Vulcans were like, Well, if we send somebody that's automatically war. Yeah. Yeah. We're caught out in this lie. But if we send it, send some a big ship there to defend it, then it's gonna be war. Period. Automatically. Of course, you know this means war. <laughs> There's two scenes though that I'm like, somebody was really obsessed with Ahab's butt. Oh, were there Ahab butt shots? I- yeah. When Ahab's talking to Forrest, and he gets all defensive, and he's like, hey, you know, Forrest says that I don't know the Ahab scene. This is another one where I'm like who's in charge here Forrest talks about how the Andorians are kind of dangerous because you know he read the reports and Ahab gets up and he's like that's what they say about us and then there's just this huge wedgie shot like I'm like dude (laughs) you need to pick that out because it might get all the way around to the front and then the next scene before T'Pol comes in He's like leaning against his window and has his butt like sticking out. Like I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? I don't need to like, I get it. You have a nice butt. Jesus. You know. Back you love that ass up. So Ziggy says there's a so, 30% chance we need to see more of your ass. <laughs> Jesus. So, it, so he's telling to Paul about the sanctuary, and she's, you know, and then he's telling her that they're going to send her a ship to take her back to Vulcan, and he's all like, "How come you're not emotional? Aren't you? Aren't you? Wor-? You know?" And I'm like, "She's a motherfucking Vulcan, dumbass." Every episode during a conversation about how she's a Vulcan, he forgets that she's a Vulcan. It's yeah. amazing. It's truly astounding. He's like, it's- "Maybe I wasn't clear." You're going to have to leave. And she's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm aware. (laughs) Yes, that is the thing that is happening. And I am still the person that you are talking to. (laughs) Dense motherfucker. (laughs) I'm right here. I heard what you said. Aren't you going to miss this ass? <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's why she, That's why he was poking it out. Because when she came in, he'd, he'd be like, see? Huh? Ever since you brought it up, I have been paying attention to her eyeshadow. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Well, no, I mean, why not? I don't, you know, it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. something I generally notice because I'm a dumb, dumb guy. But like, it was more greenish, I thought. It wasn't so much yeah. yellowish. Was that just me or yeah. was, was I? No, it was, it was, it's getting a little greener. Okay. I don't know if like they they were like that looks really gross or what, but yeah. I think it looks better greener, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, cuz the goldish or like kind of yellowish is like it just stands out and you're like, "What the fuck? Why is that so yellow?" Yeah. So he explains that she's like going to be in trouble and she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there going, "I wonder if in the back of her head she's going, this was the worst fucking assignment ever." And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with leaving. <laughs> oh, no. You know? Don't send me away. 
from yeah. the completely irrational nut jobs that smell bad. Stop, don't come back. And then right after that, there's this really quick scene where he tell he's walking along the hallway with Trip and he reiterates the same information. Yeah. What was the point of that? I didn't get this. That, that did not need to be there at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I, I felt like that was one of those things that it was like they shot it and they were like, oh, if we need to, we'll cut for time. And then they didn't. <laughs> They're like, I guess we need to leave it in there because we need to let the whole show run. You know, yeah, it was just like, who cares? They probably, who cares if he tells truth? They trip? probably wanted to get away with more just shots of T'Pol tied up later on, which, you know, we'll get to. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll get to that shit. Maybe. Uh, okay. Anyway, we will get to that because I feel like that's <laughs> the actual oh, yeah. purpose of this fucking episode. Braga. Braga. Anyway, so Phlox sits with T'Pol at lunch and they go over the same information we've gotten already. It's what, like the fifth time we've heard this. Um, they have this little heart to heart where he tells her that she's the first one that's lasted a long time with a human crew and that she should be proud and that the crew might give her a going away party. Lol. Yeah. I want to see that. Which, of course, is going to come up at some point, of course. Uh, right. It'll surely be something that they give Absolutely. someone to do and will be like a B-plot kind of thing. Like, it's a good yeah, thing that sure, that's sure. mentioned here and mm-hmm, that that ball mm-hmm, starts mm-hmm. rolling. Oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I am glad for Phlox here. I yeah. think that this is a conversation that only Phlox could have with her. Yeah. Almost the only thing that he does in the episode. He doesn't really come back to the very end. Nearly. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. love Phlox. I think Phlox yeah. is great. He's great. Nobody's better. The two of them go down to Corridan and he's asking her about specifics of Corridan, you know, like what, what the people are like and what they like to eat. And, and she's like, I'm a fucking Vulcan. I don't care. We don't record that kind of shit. This scene starts to set up the two-layer horrible, horrible idea of <laughs> attempting to create chemistry between, between the two of them. The yeah. two of them. It, it's yep, never yep, yep. worked. It won't work. Nope. And it's it doesn't work. Not nope. gonna. Nope. You'd have thought they'd have learned that lesson on. We're going back again to Shadows of Pajem, where they had to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, what was bundle up for one. Yeah, they had to bundle yeah. up and all yeah. that kind of stuff like that. There was nothing yeah. there. They're trying it again. I almost feel yeah. like Archer is trying. He's like, oh shit, she's leaving, dude. Okay, Hoshi, <laughs> you're off the mission. All right, I need I need Hot Lady to come with me. Right, right. Uh, in a confined space yeah. where I'm in charge. Yeah. It is just like. Uh-huh. Nah, dude. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, don't you want to hang out with me? And she's like, she just kind of looks at him yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't care. I thought you'd like one last mission with your captain. Have your you seen captain. my ass? I've tried. I've tried to show, <laughs> try to get that thing in frame. <laughs> Look at that. Bounce a quarter off of that. Uh, you guys have quarters? Whatever kind of just... currency you might have, just poing. Off that bacula ass. <laughs> She's like, I've got shit to do, dude. Yeah. <sighs> it's so shitty. It's such like a, a bro thing. Like he ditches trip. He doesn't bring it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyone I'm sorry. but her. You bring no. you bring Hoshi on this mission. That's what you do. Uh-huh. Given the nature of it and it's uh, first contact-ish kind of thing or whatever. You bring your translator. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Don't bring the one person <laughs> who doesn't give a shit and also has 
other things to, to do. do. Yeah, he comes up with this weird excuse like, "Oh, well." They know Vulcans. They'll be thrown for a loop if they see humans who look just like Vulcans except without the pointy ears and a little less greeny. But, I mean, it's not like he's going to get out of the shuttle pod thing and then everyone's going to go, What is this? (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is he talking about? It turns out to be a fucking liability that he brought her. Yep. You know, I mean, it turns out to make make things even worse. So anyway, a ship comes out of nowhere and attacks them. They get in a dogfight and go right the fuck down. They get shot down by like a regular plane. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of looks like a regular <laughs> like plane, an F-15, definitely. Just like she yeah, says yeah. it's a fixed wing aircraft. I was like, are they fucking kidding? And like it comes yeah. in and it's just like Top Gun shit. And it just shoots at them, and they're like, oh, well. Oh, oh, nope, and we're down. They shoot at them, and then they're like, all right, go land here. And instead of going like, what the? What are you talking about? We've been invited by whatever. He just goes yeah. like, nope, fly crazy, start shooting. <laughs> right, right immediately. It was right to, nope, got to kill something. <laughs> it's a fixed wing aircraft. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just get the impression that this thing's a piece of shit that, you know, compared to oh, yeah. a, a shuttle pod or whatever. Which I don't even remember those being armed. Were those the shuttle pods? Was that established? Yeah, I don't I well, I mean, in TNG, I don't really remember a whole lot of times when they needed to use phasers in the shuttle pod. It's not one that one of those things where you're like, "Oh yeah, the shuttle's fucking stacked with a bunch of guns, you know, and, yeah. and he's just like, bring on the phasers, you know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what cracked me up, though, was when he said that, when he was like, bring the phasers online or whatever the fuck, you know, photon, can't, whatever the hell he, he told, said. The, the bang, bang, zap, zap. Yeah, exactly. She hit one button. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Watch it again. She hits one fucking button and they're ready. That's awesome. Damn. Yeah. Why doesn't he radio up like, like, hey, Enterprise, we're under fire. You have lots of guns. Shoot the shoot this fuck. That's true. They they didn't actually ask the Enterprise to fucking help them at all. They wake up in a shed that's apparently used for target practice. I guess. Right. Exactly. It's got so many bullet holes through it. It's so stupid. I guess they did it for like lighting, like for lighting coolness yeah, or something that makes sense uh, but that makes sense i don't know yeah all right it's it's not like alien anything it's just a shed with it's just yeah like i have spare sheets of metal like that in my backyard like uh-huh, you can just find if you're uh-huh. in anything rural you'll see it you have these laying around in, in your on your property somewhere and ahab references houdini which I th- i'm just like oh my god what a dork it goes on about houdini yeah for quite a while this houdini thing keeps going and like, yeah, I keep waiting for it to go somewhere. Does it do something funny? <laughs> it does. Does no. it? Nothing. Like it just. No, Ahab's just a dad. <laughs> he's he's seriously like a suburban dad. Like most of the time, occasionally a pastor. Yeah, you know <laughs> he does. He does have. The- it's weird. <laughs> he he has had youth pastor energy a couple other times. Yeah. Like like when he won't say ass. You know, shit yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I could see like a youth pastor thing starting off with Let me tell you guys about Harry Houdini. Who Houdini? And yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. it turns into a 
sermon. I don't know what the <laughs> pastors like yeah. to do that shit. Where they take like a real uh-huh. life thing and then go. Therefore, the magic man wants you to not fuck. I don't know. It, uh-huh. That's what it always uh-huh. came down to in youth group, like in yep. high school. It's like just yeah. okay, kids, come on in and just scream through a megaphone. Don't fuck. Don't <laughs> fuck. Just don't fuck. <laughs> don't fuck. <laughs> The magic man in the sky will be very angry if you fuck. Just don't fuck. Just don't fuck. <laughs> they should have just been screaming that at us. Oh, my God. So, in walks the greatest, one of the greatest character actors of all fucking time. His name's Jeff Kober. And he has been in fucking everything. He's usually a bad guy. Definitely one of those faces. He's usually a bad guy, but he can't, he's, I mean, he can be a good guy, but he's often a bad guy. Um, my personal favorite was when he was in Buffy. Do you happen to remember the episode where Giles takes away her powers and she has to, like, fend for herself against, like, a super insane vampire who, like, takes pills all the time? Yeah. He was the super crazy vampire. Oh, he was Rack on Buffy. What do you think, Strawberry? Handle some more. So, okay, yeah. so he was yeah. on the episode Helpless that you were talking about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And but then he came back as Rack, who was like the um, who was like this shitty um, "Don't do drugs, kids" episode. Yeah, metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a whole dare program yeah. thing. Yeah, and it was like too late for that shit. It was very too late for that. Yeah. Let's see. That was in 2002. Uh huh. Oh yeah. God, that was cringe. Honestly, the whole Willow <laughs> being addicted Willow to magic. magic. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. can stop yeah. anytime I want. It's like no. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that sucked ass. Drugs can make you feel good. So he's going on about Houdini and bullshit, whatever. Uh, Rack comes in yeah. and is like, "Hey, you want to learn some magic spells?" <laughs> And T'Pol's eyes turn black, and then she, like, summons this ancient temple. And then Archer is like, but but in kindergarten, you broke the yellow crayon. (laughs) And you were so sad. You were so sad that you broke the yellow crayon. And T'Pol is is like, you're just going to tell me you love me? And he's like, if the world, if whatever world this piece of shit world is, is going to end, I'm going to be right here with my buddy. And then she cries. T'Pol. And it's really, and it's honest to God, one of the greatest fucking moments in television history. It is. It really is. Uh, and that's like the end of so, the episode. <laughs> definitely. That would be great. That would have been so much better. Please, God, just steal from Buffy and end the episode. Grr. Arg. What was his name? Treg. Or Rack. I'm calling him Rack. Okay. Let's go with Rack. Um, he's surprised that she's not. She, she, he doesn't understand the relationship he's like he's like how how can you be the captain you know Vulcans are always the the main people or whatever and basically the way he's describing it and from everything we're gathering it looks like Vulcans are basically the equivalent of the CIA in South America yeah I think that's a you great know? comparison and we get more of that uh, later on absolutely yeah, I think that that gets absolutely. fed into even more I think that's a, a great observation he calls him a steward. A steward is a a steward uh, is yeah. a uh, like a like a waiter, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. But but she says that they're there to cook. So yeah, interesting. Flat out lying for a Vulcan. I implied. We're at the coffee table. New York daughters, dogs. You know, no big whoop, just coffee talk. I kind of love this scene. Cause like, the kids are pissed that somebody stole mommy and daddy is what it is. 
<laughs> it's kind of awesome because like it's similar to the opening scene where uh-huh. he's yelling at somebody in a what should be like a diplomatic professional setting, but because it's Florida man, right. he's just yelling. He's, he's just, just, yelling. just like, why in the hell you tell us about your war, man? And it's like, <laughs> she's like, it's not a war. Like whatever. Uh, you know, she's very nonchalant Don't about the worry. whole thing. Yeah, she's like, yeah, he's probably still alive. It's going to be fine. Just don't give in to their demands. Just don't give them anything. Like, They'll tucker uh, themselves out and go to bed. They'll, yeah. <laughs> They'll wear themselves out. They have this image of like Trip and then Reed and then uh, Hoshi and then Reed and then Milk Toast. And they're all standing there and it totally looks like, where'd you, what'd you do with our mommy and daddy? You know, like, like, what the fuck? They're all crammed into the image. So if you're her, you've just got this, like, all these aliens, like, cramming into, like, looking into the camera, just going like, what'd you, where'd they go? It's like, they'll be back. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do you guys want a juice box? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What well, can I have snacks? Get you some snacks. Maybe it's nap time. You seem a little upset. <laughs> uh, but I, I do love that they're just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" She's just. <laughs> it is. She's almost. It is what it is about this. So then we go back to the corrugated shack, and we get this ridiculous fucking scene of Ahab and to Paul trying to wrestle to stand up. And then they decide to face each other because it might be easier to untie their knots. And it's just, ugh, it's so cringy. They're reaching so hard to try one last fucking time yeah. to try and create some chemistry here where just the base elements are not there at all. Berman. Stop trying to make Archer and Paul happen. It's not going to happen. And they're arguing about the Vulcan database and who's responsible for Pregem and for this situation. And, you know, there. And she says again that they had no good reason to, you know, visit the Vulcan sanctuary. And I'm like, duh. True. Yeah, true. There was no reason to go there. No. And she says it was her own fault because she didn't protest harder. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure you did. You made it pretty clear that it was not, you weren't welcome there. Yeah. She told them. She's like, no. It's a bad time. We shouldn't go You're there. You're not going to like it. There's no reason to go here. She was pretty clear about that. And I kept waiting for the inevitable, is that a phaser in your pocket thing? But it <laughs> thankfully didn't happen. Oh, yeah. And he says she's running away. And why isn't she fighting the f- transfer? And I'm like, she's a fucking Vulcan. And that's not how they do things. And then, of course... He brings up his dad. My father! The Vulcans took away my father. My father! Now they're going to take away my science officer. Yeah. They're going to take away the hot chick. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God! So they're struggling uh, with these ropes and trying to get them off or whatever. They fall over. Yeah. And they get out of the ropes. And after they get out of the ropes, it's totally a post-coital inference. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, it's totally you're is. Sk- wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to back up. You're skipping the entire purpose of this, like episode i think when they absolutely like last ditch they, in football they call it a hail mary yeah we're just going for this god damn it and if this doesn't work that's it the clock has run out and we're done yeah yeah, yeah. they fall over 
Archer lands on his back, and T'Pol lands on top of him, and boobs <gasps> oh, that's right. right in his face. Yeah, I forgot about that. Boink. Boobs on head. Yep. Slapsticky? I don't know what they were going for. No, it's totally slapstick. It's totally like, well, this whole thing is a sex scene, basically. Yeah. Start to finish, this is a sex scene, because they're struggling back to back, and then... They turn each other around, so they're face-to-face, and then they're struggling and untying each other's knots, and then she falls on, you know, she falls on top of him, His her boobs are in his face, and then when they finally wriggle out of, quote-unquote, wriggle out of their bindings, then they're like, you know, this, they have this post-coital, you know, right. sigh and everything. Yeah, they're on... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a, uh, my God, wife was walking Jesus. in the room and then she got like right when like boob in face scene happens. Yeah. She just goes, oh my God, really? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, yep, they went there. They're trying. Mm-hmm. Like me seeks. Oh boy, he's trying. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Berman's trying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Berman is obviously a boob guy. Obviously. Yeah. So, like, that was just, I mean, that was just him playing out of fantasy, basically. The stunt coordinator, Mm -hmm. uh, whose name is Vince Dedrick Jr., Mm -hmm. said, We wrapped for the night. The next morning, we were supposed to start with that sequence, with them on top of each other, back in position. Jesus. And the sound department put on the song Love Shack really loud over the speakers. Oh, my God. It was a great way to break the ice for the morning. Everybody got a big laugh out of it. It was perfect. End quote. Ugh. So there's our Athens, Georgia reference. <laughs> yeah. And on Memory Alpha, there's a picture next to the scene where it's a, the, the caption is Archer gets a face full. And it's a picture of her with her boobs in his face. Uh-huh. <laughs> they should have just Jesus. titled the episode that. And it's the po- yeah, that's no the whole shit. point of the episode, honestly. <laughs> they just talk about an episode that already happened and then boobs in uh-huh. face. And then boobs in face. there's some cool action shit after this. I, yeah, I don't know. But and then that's the important part is boobs and face. That's yep. that's the show. That's all, folks. Originally, the uh, the script was just uh, boobs and face on a loop over and over and over again <laughs> for forty three minutes. Like that's that's. And all Brandon that Braga was like, um, "I don't think we can do that. Can we just do something else?" <laughs> No, like no. Brandon Braga is there to like pull him back and just, no, you know. No, Brandon Braga was able to find a way to use time travel to justify them being a loop where there's just <laughs> boobs and face all the time. Because everything the man the does time. is fucking time travel. Uh huh. That's true. That's true. They just took the premise of that one awesome episode of TNG where they're just stuck in a loop yeah. and the Enterprise keeps blowing yes. up. They God, just took that idea episode. where, however, yeah. whatever happened for that fucking thing, and they're just like. <laughs> To Paul's like, to Paul's like, so my boobs could have been in your face a hundred times and times, and we wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, we wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Archer's like, yeah, yep. Berman's sitting back there going, oh. two weeks worth of just boobs and face over and over and yep. over again. <laughs> That's our adventures with this crew. I got so someone boobs comes in. in the face. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. The Paul is going to booby slap me. Motorboat. <laughs> anyway. So someone comes in 
<laughs> okay. We can. Motorboat of the heart. <laughs> there you go. I think we have an episode title. So someone comes in, and this is my favorite thing, okay? It's my my favorite thing in this, in this episode. Someone comes in, and Ahab rolls onto his back and up, like, throws his legs f- so high in the air that he actually kicks the dude in the face. <laughs> yeah, what? Awesome. <laughs> it's It's so ridiculous, though. Like, it's one of those, like, martial arts moves that you only learn after you've been doing it for, like, 20 years. Right. Like, seriously? It's some Shaolin monk shit. He just, like... Really? (laughs) It's like, what? No. The, other than that, the rest of the, uh, of the fight is a little less Trek fight, uh, and, and feels a little more grounded, uh, which is something that, I don't know, I feel like there hadn't been that much hand-to-hand combat in the show now that i'm thinking not a whole lot because like tng and ds9 would have sort of the classic type trek fights where it's just like a a couple of broad moves and then you kind of put your your fingers interlock your fingers and do the Mm -hmm. weird thing where you bump them on the back and they go oh and they fall over (laughs) and look yeah I, yeah. I, i get it's it's all that kind of shit it, it's one, it nods back to TOS where that's what they did. Sure. And then two, mm-hmm. there's just not a lot of time to choreograph a big cool fight scene in a show that it's true. films, 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 films. You know what yep. I mean? Like a, yep. So exactly. I, I get it. Exactly. Trek fights are a thing for yeah. those reasons. But I have to say, T'Pol really drops the ball in this scene though. Because she just kind of sits there until he tells her to get the dude's weapon. And by the time she moves over there and grabs the dude's weapon, it's too late. There's already people in there. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it sucks because she's like stronger than humans. She's way stronger than humans. Yeah, it's totally bizarre. And she's she is adept at hand-to-hand combat. So why the fuck? Yeah, anyway. Also, the whole thing was stupid. See, you could have had the boobs and face thing do something because the guy could have come in right then. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, he's like, wait what <laughs> like what's going on yeah yeah were they escaping or are they what like i don't are know are they having sex yeah. what the hell's going on you yeah you could yeah. have done something with that because the whole thing where, where we end up with boobs and face doesn't end up going anywhere right because they yep. get uh recaptured immediately so immediately uh, yeah there's no reason to choreograph the fight Mm-mm. he could have the guy could have just come in mm-hmm. at exactly the like wrong time to where it's kind of funny and the the guard guy is like wait mm-hmm. what <laughs> you know what i mean what, what is going on yeah and yeah yeah. Like, yeah that could have been a lot better i feel like that's a bad idea the way that it's they a did missed it. opportunity on this show? like a lot of the show yeah i mean it's just a <laughs> yeah exactly so back on the ship trip and reed are talking about the city and where the ship is and blah 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 and, and trip says oh my god this killed me Looks like these people have a lot to learn about building a free society. I'm like, whoa, Trip, shut the fuck up. Uh, Just whoa. From somebody being a writer and saying that, I was like, dude, sh- you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Trip saying that, it's like kind of judgmental. Like they're barely a hundred years from the time that the Vulcans like completely rescued you my thought was dude you're from fucking florida exactly well that too yes but uh at this point earth already has its shit 
you know, more or less together. I guess, but it just seemed like it just seems. I mean, like... he's looking at like because they said specifically shanty towns. Yes, like true, they, true. They're like okay, uh, a whole lot of their citizens are living in absolute squalor. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I was kind of okay with it because I think that's sort it of. It just a... seemed really judgmental the way it was said and the way it was put. I was just like, okay, knowing how recent the the whole Vulcan saved our entire world it just seemed like a little bit like you have room to talk kind of thing i got you i mean he's already he's already he's already mad because the uh the alien president lady is like yeah your captain is captured um yeah okay okay bye um and so reed wants to go down there and just have a look around you know nice place you got here someone's calling hoshi turns on the uh radio and it's trig or Rack. It's rack. And uh, <laughs> they want phasers in exchange for the captain and steward. But he's willing to trade because he's like, I'll teach you magic spells. It'll be great. Right. <laughs> but he does it in that rack way. It's like, rack voice, oh, uh, yeah. So, like, we got hostages. <laughs> trade. I really hope uh, everyone who is listening to this knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't reference that that heavily. <laughs> Because it's a <laughs> shitty episode anyway. Yeah, it's not a good episode. Okay. Um, but Reed is like, we don't even have 40 phasers. We have 15. And I'm like, that seems bad. That cracked me you up. You don't have enough phasers for the whole crew? They only got 15 guns. I love That's it. That's insane. It's practically that is sweet in its optimism. It really is. That they only brought 15 guns for a crew of 80-odd people. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. That's so weird. So, yeah, and, and he keeps pushing to do a rescue mission. And then somebody's calling again, and it's the Vulcan ship. And Florida, oh, Florida man. He's like, he try, he tries so hard. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a good, there's a couple of good trip scenes. This is one of them. Yeah, there yeah. is. But, yeah, he's trying so hard not to tell. Like, he's trying to, like, be like, hey, what's up? How are you? You know? And... The Vulcan captain's like, where the fuck is these people? And he's like, fine. They've been kidnapped. And the Vulcan captain does not believe him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He's like, that's some bullshit. And he's like, no, we, they, we just got a ransom demand call. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just cr- makes me laugh so hard. I love it. I, <sighs> I love this scene because yeah. he he's like, all right, well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What had happened was... <laughs> He's really just been blocked this whole episode. The the fuck is like, okay, so um, you were supposed to return the Sea-Doo here at uh, (laughs) Pensacola Beach Sea-Doo Rentals. what had happened was... Florida man has swum back to the pier. (laughs) He's shit hammered and like, like, he's still holding the Coors Light in his hand. One leg has like this giant alligator bite. He's got a he's got a python by the neck. He's get- <laughs> He's got a gator attached to one leg, a Coors Light in one hand, and he's just like paddling with the other hand and the other leg and he's he gets up to the to the pier. So you Now you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> exactly. Bingo. <laughs> Child. 
Sopek, that's this guy, right? Yeah, yeah, the Vulcan captain. So he's acting just like the CIA about this whole thing. We don't <laughs> negotiate with terrorists. We'll go in with swift, decisive action. It'll discourage this kind of problem in the future, etc. Then, then he wants like inform, you know, any information that they have. And Trip's like, we don't have anything. I like that Florida man yelled more at the Vulcan than at the actual terrorist that called in yes. with a ransom demand and had <laughs> captured his captain and science officer. He's more mad at the Vulcan. <laughs> Vulcans, blah. Are your ears pointer, pointier than usual? I mean, he's he's basically, he's a racist. So over at the, at the coffee table... You know, no big whoop, just coffee talk. This Vulcan has shown up. He's now on the, the ship, and he's like, this is fucking amateur hour. Uh, it's, that, yep. it's that scene in every hostage movie where yep. the local cops are trying, and then the FBI shows up, and they're like, we'll take it over from here. Exactly. It's that thing. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We'll do the thing. Keep in mind, this is uh, fresh after 9-11. Yeah. Uh, so any mention of terrorism, we don't negotiate with terrorists, is super mm-hmm. loaded on TV right now. Oh my God, yes. Like, you say terrorism on TV, it punches you in the face. Mm -hmm. Y'all got to understand, some of y'all that don't remember, uh, yeah, it was a thing. It was a big, big thing. It was a major fucking thing. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? So he's like, all right, yeah, anyway, so we're going to go, uh, fuck him up or whatever and then he mm-hmm. leaves and then Florida man is like nah we gonna go fuck him up fire it up Reed <laughs> hell yeah we'll put a boot in your ass it's American way hey. we go back to the planet and T'Pol and Ahab are now tied up in some kind of shibari contraption so that they can't you know move or do anything and they get food put on the floor in front of them and this is this is just the best ahab squirms around and like you just you watch him do all of this and he's obviously actually tied up like none of this is you know faked Mm -hmm. yeah ahab like squirms around and picks up the bowl and like starts like you know just basically face in bowl eating it he orders her to eat and he's like can you pick up yours and she just goes no. <laughs> I laughed so hard. She is so good. Oh my God. Nobody deadpans like her. She looks at the bowl and just looks back up and is like, no. <laughs> Brilliant. It's awesome. It's so it's good. It's like 30 seconds of him just just going, ah, 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 squirming, yeah, exactly. squirming for exactly. gruel. Yeah. And then she. Oh, hey, band name, Squirming for Gruel. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> and then she's just like, nah, bro. No. <laughs> Not going to do that. Fucking with that. I have fucking dignity, you asshole. This is my last oh. mission. I'm going out with some dignity instead yeah, of like green exactly. slop all over my face and try <laughs> to eat this bullshit. I love that it looks uh, gross. It looks awful. It, it uh, yeah, it, it's totally like some kind of you know oatmeal or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really. But gross yeah, looking. there's and so his his tra- his food has like a transmitter in it. it. Has like red blinking, 
you know, thing in there. What's this? What's this? Captain Sopek calls Enterprise and Hoshi has to do the whole, I don't know what you're talking about. Your transmission is breaking up and, and th- all that. And it's basically all her and Milk Toast to get to do this fucking episode. Yeah. This whole episode. Like, that's it. Travis has like... He has a couple lines. Two reaction shots yeah. in this whole thing where he's just like, oh, mm, oh. We have your captain and your waiter hostage or whatever and Travis has a shot where he's like, yeah. oh no. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. about yeah. all he... Because he does have a very expressive, like, cartoony face. He does. He do, He's very good at what he does, yeah. If you want a good reaction shot, I think he's a, a good person for that, but like... Yeah. Come on, give the guy something, man. He just No shit. Well the thing He just gets nothing. So, um in an article that I posted to our Star Trek stuff podcast group, um, it's called uh Five Signs Your Stories Are Racist. Oh yeah. And one of the the points was minority characters have nothing to do and boy is this fucking enterprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, just they treat these two characters like shit. They have nothing to do entire episodes go by with travis saying nothing but the occasional status update mm-hmm. hoshi's treated worse she's got a few plot lines but mostly they focus on how she's afraid of everything Hoshi can't space and then one episode and this is a quote from the article in one episode just for a change of pace she's sent on a mission to find a cake for reed's birthday while the ship is being attacked by aliens that's how valued her character is mm-hmm yeah. And then and then it says, uh, meanwhile, the show lavishes time on Captain Archer and Commander Tucker, mostly so they can be racist against Vulcans. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. Yep, exactly. Fuck. You see what I'm saying? You're saying I could be a lawyer. I'm saying you're a football player. It's in your blood. That's racist. Your soul. That's racist. Your eyes. That's gay. That's homophobic. That's black. That's racist. Damn. It's it's dead on. I mean, I was I was really impressed by that that article writer because I was like, obviously this guy's seen the fucking show. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of good stuff in that article. I mean, they they, they yeah. touch on a lot of different properties, uh, not not just Enterprise. Uh, yeah. Um, across science fiction, but also fantasy as well. Back on the planet, uh, Reed and Florida Man get jumped in the ghetto. Hilarious! Like they're there for five fucking seconds and they get jumped. It's a lot. It's kind of awesome. I love this. They just bumble. <laughs> into the shanty town going as aliens wearing their uniforms it reminds me of this one time i was in atlanta and i was at a, a bus stop like a bus station like a whole big station kind of thing mm-hmm. i had to wait for hours mm-hmm. for the next bus it just and i was just going stir crazy yeah so i just kind of like walked outside i just needed air so i just mm-hmm. walked outside and Kind of walked around for a second, just kind of just kind of walk the block or something like that. Yeah. And this guy yells from across the street, "Hey, man, don't be so obvious." <laughs> <laughs> I just gave. I said, "Okay, thumbs up," and turned back around and went back into the bus station. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. That's awesome. I had forgot about that until like just now. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they just kind of stumble in. Hey, we're aliens looking mm-hmm. for alien spaceship. What y'all got going? And then like, yeah, they get black Immediately bag. Bla- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily for them, it's Shran. 
and we've been waiting for Shran to show up. We seem to keep running into each other, Captain. Fuck yeah, Blue Reanimator returns, and yep. he's pissed. He's pissed. He's yeah. pissed because he owes Archer. I love this concept. Me too. I don't know, I don't remember if it's like... Um, an Andorian thing or if it's a Shran thing specifically? I think it's more of a Shran thing because I don't remember what I mean on to be fair though there's not a whole lot of Andorian plots in Star Trek yeah like they get mentioned they're occasionally there for plot reasons but they don't really go into in depth um about their culture that happens later in enterprise which is cool but they don't they i think it's more of a shran thing because even in those episodes in the you know in the future of um enterprise they don't really talk about like some you know life debt or anything like that well i love this idea that shran is completely motivated by like being indebted yeah yeah he says it's being indebted but yeah I kind of read it as like almost like guilt. Oh, it's definitely guilt. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's a space between that feeling of being in debt mm-hmm. and then also like I shouldn't have needed help from some random fucking alien that right. showed up. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a commando badass whatever. It, yeah, yeah. And some somebody that doesn't even have antennas just <laughs> showed up and was like. Completely saved my ass. Yeah. Yeah, with the help of a Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. With T'Pol's help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, so I don't know. There's, I think there's more than just his, like, debt obsession thing. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Well, first of all, I think he likes Ahab. Yeah. I think he thinks he's cool, but he can't admit that, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think, it's, I think it's definitely multi-layered. And, of course, it's because Jeffrey Combs is a good fucking actor. You know, if you had handed this to a to a lesser actor, it would have just been meh. You know, just kind of this one one faceted thing. But you give it to fucking Jeffrey Combs, and it's suddenly a fucking diamond. You know. You killed him. No, I did not. I gave him life. <laughs> he just chews scenery, man. He's full every day. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. This tiny scene, you know, gives you just this huge backstory of what's going on on Corridan because suddenly with this tiny, you know, dialogue between Trip and Reed and Shran, you suddenly have this like you know you suddenly realize it's this whole vietnam fucking korea situation the vulcans as you know either the russians or the americans you know you don't i don't want to put anything on anybody and and corridan is this place that they're fighting over and they're you know the andorians are supplying the rebels and vulcans are completely you know got the the cia hold on on the government of the of the planet so i mean it's it's just totally creates this like much bigger image and it's definitely a strong point uh maybe the strongest point of this episode because usually before this 90s trek we got like okay here is this planet and they have the one culture Mm -hmm. and the one this is what these people's deal is and everybody's fine and everything's great and so to have a much more complex situation be going on again you're like 
I don't know if the Vulcans are the good guys. Right. When Shran says, we have a relationship with the downtrodden here. Yeah, yeah. The way he puts that is really, really good. It's really slick the way he says it, too. He's like, we have a relationship with the downtrodden here. You know, like, he really, like, puts a lot of inflection on that. And it's, like I said, that's just that, that you know, you've got two major powers playing games with each other on the backs of people that are already having a hard time. It's what we've done multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Especially in Asia. Definitely, yeah. Never get involved in a land war in Asia. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The, the fucking rapey Andorian is the other Andorian here. I'm kind of surprised they like let him stay. I'm like, ooh, God, that guy's a dick. Yeah, the one with the forehead. The rapey forehead. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I forgot that was him. Yeah, totally. Because I remembered remembered his face. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I totally (laughs) forgot that he was, like, trying to, like, you know, sexually assault to Paul the whole time. So, first off, this is supposed to be a different shed. Right. Um, (laughs) They didn't build a different shed. No, they did not. (laughs) That's the same shed. I think they put a little table in it to make it a different shed yeah, or something. Yeah, that's pretty but much it. They the lit it differently. Speaking of which, when they lit it, where is the light bulb? Because yeah. like, they just fucking lit it, like really lit it, but they didn't show you where the light source was coming from, so it's just that much brighter. Yeah. But with no explanation. Yeah, pretty much. They've got a floodlight over in the corner. So uh, in a totally different shed, we promise, he tells them... <laughs> Oh, those those rebels are gonna kill Archer and T'Pol after they get all those guns that you don't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they they you know join forces and Trip calls the captain with the little red communicator thing and they make up a rescue plan. The next scene, I felt, it is. I felt he like totally it was kind of looks like. Sorry, go ahead. Were you gonna say referencing the Dread Pirate Roberts when um, Andre the Giant is in the the hood? Because that's what it made me think of. I wasn't sure what it was, but I was like, there's something we're referencing here where he's got the hood over him and it's kind of medieval looking. I I knew it was something. But yeah, it's Princess Bride, isn't it? Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! Just the balls on this motherfucker. He he doesn't have their weird alien head thing. Right. He just walks up half trying with the hood thing or whatever. And yeah. It's like, hey, it's just distracting them the andorians sneak in the back um with their you know friend or whatever and trip like gets kind of like attacked by these dudes they're like they like shove him up against a wall and he's like rah, 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 and, you know basically you know attracting attention um and then you know everybody else comes in um to to help out and then reed comes in and rescues trip and i swear to god at one moment like it's this this real quick thing where reed like shows trip his phaser and trip is like oh yeah and like grabs his phaser <laughs> <laughs> oh shit because he's like oh yeah, shit man. oh yeah i've got a bit ba- i've got a gun you know like, <laughs> there was i felt like there was a missed opportunity for some cool sneaky around splinter oh, cell God, shit yeah here absolutely absolutely the andorians they sneak up behind a couple of guards that are up on the top of the tower thing yeah and they loudly like hit them they do the star trek uh, you know you, you get hit yeah. in the 
like uh, between your shoulder yeah. blades and oh uh, whatever like that would have been yeah. super cool if they just grabbed them by the legs and tossed them over. I because that could have been like silent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just. Yeah. I mean they're gonna go oh uh, whatever, but they were gonna go oh uh, sure. whenever they got hit anyway. So it's like it yeah. would have been fucking cool if like you just they flipped get them over, tossed over, and then mm. Reed and Malcolm are there and they shoot them or something. Yeah, I don't know. Could have been cool. Could have been like a yeah. cool like Andorian commando time thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, any kind of any kind of like specialized martial art of any kind would have been really cool you know like yeah like, and you know, a great, only andorians fight like this yeah and a great contrast to what happens later when a whole nother team of commandos shows up you know their rescue plan is in process they're gonna get the guy you know they're gonna get him and here comes the fucking vulcans i came in like a like fucking destroying like a whole side of the wall, you know, blowing everything up and everything fucking just goes to hell. I didn't understand this approach from Vulcans. No, it did not make it. Yeah. Like Vulcans are very un-Vulcan in this episode. Like mm-hmm. it starts off with a Vulcan like yelling at somebody. Yep. The whole thing doesn't make sense no. for Vulcan behavior in this in this episode. It doesn't. But yeah, they just straight like blow up a wall and storm in yep. and just start blasting everybody. With huge guns. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought they had like, huge guns. And then one guy just takes out the BFG from fucking Doom right. and just blows everyone up. It's like he's just yeah. giant green blast that kills like a ton of people. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck is this? It's ridiculous. Shran has a really great, uh, when they bust in, just start killing everyone. Shran's like, yeah. Vulcans. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. his delivery is great. <laughs> he's so good. You know, meanwhile, Shran and, and Trip untie to Paul and Ahab. Um, and he had this is the best part he hands the scanner that Paul used to, to record all the data about the secret base um, under Pajem he yeah. gives it back to, to Ahab and he's like my debt is repaid you know and I want to get some sleep and he just he just chews the fuck out of the, the whole you know scene it's brilliant the king is tired See him to his chambers. That huge blast kind of knocks out the remaining, you know, rebels. Um, and so the, you know, the rescue team consisting of, you know, Archer and Reed and Tripp and T'Pol, they're, you know, coming out and, and they argue back and forth. You know, they're standing there fighting, you know, and Vulcans accusing the Andorians and the Andorians accusing the Vulcans and so forth and so on. And Treg, wait, who now? Rack, there we go. Tries to shoot Sopek, and T'Pol like totally like Secret Services throws her body in front of the blast. Clint Eastwood is in the line of fire. Archer is like, pick her up and take her back to the ship, and da da da. And and Sopek's like, no, she's blah blah blah, she's Vulcan, and he's like, fuck you, she's mine, you know, she's still my science officer. Lovely, but they take her off to the shuttle pad, shuttle pad, shuttle pod. If it was a human doctor, this wouldn't have made any sense, but it's Flox. And Ar- Archer's really just trying to find a way to get her yeah, back on back on his, his ship. ship. Exactly. Yeah. Plus the fact that the Vulcans probably have have uh, transporters and actually transport people. So yeah, they could have gotten her to the medical bay a lot fucking faster. But whatever. We haven't established that for sure. Yeah. Uh, that the Vulcans have transporter tech, but they probably do. Well, right? that's that's probably where the 
humans got it. They pretty much got all their other tech from from uh, the Vulcans. Why wouldn't they have gotten transporters? Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. But mm-hmm. Archer's just like yeah. being being Archer. Yep, mine, my hot mine, girl. Exa- mine, exactly, my woman. Exactly, that's exactly mine? how it comes off. Mine, mine, mine. mine? I love that scene. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> in the medical, you know, last scene. Um, Phlox and Archer are obviously have obviously had some kind of conversation before Sopek comes in and Phlox is like no no she's very dead you know it's very deadly serious like I'm not even sure she's gonna survive you know and Archer talks him into saying that it's unreasonable to punish her she she risked a lot to help Sopek and Sopek is like, well, we need to take her back. And Phlox is like, oh no, you can't move her. And basically he agrees to discuss the matter with their high command. He so half-asses it. He he's, so he's like, half-asses it. Maybe if there's time, I yeah. guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Archer hangs a lot on that kind of half-assed meh. The whole charade too was kind of strained. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, we're doing this because obviously we're not getting rid of T'Pol. Yeah, it's it's all just this most strained like... Y'all gotta understand that before Game of Thrones you generally didn't, didn't lose ca- cast members. Right, exactly. Randomly. <laughs> yep. Like that that started with Game of Thrones. Well, I mean... I, I don't know, there was a few shows. Like the Sopranos would kill people off. And Buffy, Buffy and Angel occasionally did that too. But generally those were saved for like season finales and things like that it's like oh so-and-so's off the show and they have a big send-off right right. whereas game of thrones came along was like you know you could just like kill people like whenever yeah (laughs) and and shock your audience yeah it's it's great shock value it's wonderful because because that was exactly how it was in the book sopek leaves and phlox wakes to paul up and it's obviously was not as serious as you know everybody implied i implied but he does tell her that she is confined to the infirmary for a day or whatever you know he's like i think i think you're gonna be okay i think everything's gonna be all right she's like i should have been consulted about that like you could have asked me whether i wanted to fucking go back to vulcan or not and he's like you can still catch up to sopak but she's like no i'm good you know that would violate doctor's orders so T'Pol's gonna stay therefore Dr. Beckett gets to leap to the next person that's sort of a callback to an earlier scene when when they were in the shuttle pod on the way down right uh, to to the planet and he was like come on one last thing have one more adventure with your captain yeah, and yeah. she's like I have a lot of work to do he's like alright I guess we'll turn back and she's like well, I guess that would be a waste of fuel. Yeah. yeah. I think it's sort of trying to echo back to that scene. I don't think it did it mm-hmm. that great of a job of it, but I think that's what they were trying to go for. It worked. Yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, over. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty finally. much. <laughs> I mean, there's some cool shit at the end, basically. Like once yeah. Shran shows up, it's pretty cool. Exactly. Exactly. That's about it, honestly. I think you I think you were dead right when you said Shran is the cavalry in this episode. Absolutely. Plus he he explained he his exposition gives you so much more depth to what's going on. Yeah. But like I wish they had been able to maybe have some kind of tease that he was around in, you know, other parts of the episode because that would have given you like an anticipation. Yeah. 
Because, like, it was just, when he showed up, it was just like, oh, and there's Shran. Yeah. Like, maybe, you know, you see, like, an Andorian in the background, or, or Hoshi hears over the radio, like, something that sounds like Andorian. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, or something, you know, something that would have given you, like, a clue or a, a tease that there was something else somebody else to help them they did keep talking about the episode he was in mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. other than that you know this, there's no indication that they're there at all yep but yeah honestly i i think this this episode sucks until he shows up other than other than him basically the episode's really kind of dull and then there's boobs and face yep I mean, boobs that's, and face that's it they were that's... like so this episode's gonna have shran and then like boobs and face boobs and face and i don't know that, that that'll do it yep <laughs> that'll oh, be our Jesus. episode did it trek? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. This isn't really something with a lot of precedent, right? The only thing I can say that I can guarantee wasn't something they intended was the whole like CIA Vulcans, you know, kind of thing. I mean, other than that, I I can't see anything that was like political or you know a trek um, trope. You know, or anything like that. It just, no, it didn't track very much at all. Yeah. I'll, I mean, as far as that stuff goes, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll definitely give it to them uh, about that idea. Because, once again, right after 9-11, no one was looking for nuance no. in political yeah. situations. It no, was like, right. kill the brown people. Exactly. That was what was on TV on every news channel yep. was like, let's blow shit up. And if you brought up like, wait a second, um, we armed this group yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people would go, oh, why do you hate America? Yeah. You know, it was yeah. a weird, shitty time uh-huh. for political discussion. Yeah, I'll give it to them for having uh that at this time on TV, uh, that kind of subversive thing is about the most trick i mean the thing about it is the terrorists were you know the terrorists slash rebels were never given any kind of sympathy it's true yeah you know i mean basically it was just like yeah they're the poor people you know that was it they didn't really say like there are thousands dying there's diseases running rampant through these you know horrible camps or anything like that it just was just like yeah there's poor people and the rich people and that was it yeah there was no nuance to them at all that's true and they and they were like yeah these terrorists you know freedom fighters whatever mm-hmm. they're they're going to kill the hostages we'll put a boot in your ass it's a- fuck you berman and braga anyway <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh, do you have a band name? The perilous route of choosing a name for your band. There was something I said earlier. I can't remember what, but that that there's so that, I don't know. Rewind and find that, y'all. <laughs> uh, whatever that was, because I can't remember. But there was a line when Malcolm and Trip uh-huh. are trying to scan the surface. Yeah. And they think maybe they found the shuttle pod, uh-huh. but they're not entirely sure because it's back then relative to you know right. our star trek to, and so they have shitty scanners yeah and everything and uh trip says i don't know man it could be an alien tractor so alien tractor would be that's all awesome. my band name <laughs> i like it alien tractor sort of love tractor slash yeah they do covers of love tractor songs 
Except it's about aliens. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I I never listened to Love <laughs> no, I Tractor. Never I know to that, Love Tractor. Either. I know that they're like you know we're supposed to know about them because they're like a an super Athens hip, band, influential right? Athens band. Yeah. But you know I, I don't, never I don't listened know. to they them. Fucking, I always I thought the name know. was dumb. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, mine is just Treg. I think that's a cool fucking name. I think it would be a really good like doom metal band name. I gotta sing the doom song now. Yeah, and it's spelled like T R A E G. T R E A G. Yeah. Trag. Trag. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a metal band. Yeah. Totally. Um, do you have any recommendations? Non-track recommendations. Yeah. So I started that mini series on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. I've heard a lot about that. That's on my list. Yeah, I've only seen two episodes. There aren't many of them. They're all pretty long. They're all like an hour plus. Mm-hmm. And two episodes in, and I'm like hooked. Nice. Actually, the first episode in, and I was hooked. I was like, awesome. this is cool. It takes its time, but it doesn't drag, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not talking mm-hmm. about um, fucking Broadchurch or Longmire yeah. or anything. Oh, where it's just like, here's just a shot in slow motion for 20 <laughs> fucking minutes. You know, it's not not like that. Yeah. Look, while our characters make their own breakfast. <laughs> or just stare. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And now it is windy, and there's a field, and the <laughs> the grain is blowing, and see how they stare and contemplate the crime that they're investigating or whatever, right. or their own mortality. Queen's Gambit is a little slow, but it's feels more. De- it feels more deliberate. Yeah, because well, it's they're about developing chess. something instead of yeah, it, it, it's it's about chess. It's about people playing chess, mm-hmm. and so everything's kind of deliberate. Yeah, and uh, the main character is interesting, and it's all sort of like being slowly uh, explored. And I don't know, it seems pretty cool. So yeah. Uh, I'm only a couple episodes in, but I'm going to go ahead and recommend The Queen's Gambit. Cool. What about you? What is your non-Trek recommendation? Well, it's um, related to Trek, but it's it's not completely. Um, it's a uh, YouTube channel called uh, Renegade Cut. Mm-hmm. He does kind of um, analysis, definitely left wing, you know, which I appreciate. The first video i watched was one called um where is it do, 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 berman trek mm. oh wow that kind of outlines what rick berman did to trek why people hate him it, it's very detailed in in the reasons for hating rick, rick berman <laughs> and like not just i mean it brings <laughs> it brings the receipts it's not just like you know we hate rick berman it was like it's like this is why and it's fucking good reason. I've seen a couple of his videos, and he covers a lot of stuff. It's a very kind of John Oliver, last week tonight kind of analysis. Cool. He also does. He also recently did one called "Was Odo a Fascist Collaborator?" and it's badass. And it really, <laughs> really made me really rethink the character. I was like, "Fuck." I'm not sure I like Odo anymore. Like it's, <laughs> it's really, wow, okay. really interesting. So yeah, I highly recommend that. Hell yeah. Renegade cut. You guys leave us a comment. God yeah. Sick. Tell us stuff. Uh, talk at us. What do you think? 
but most importantly, give us money because uh, yes. we need it. I just bought a new computer <laughs> and bought like all these like mics and, and interfaces and shit. Uh, and she has all these cats that she's <laughs> help help God she's drowning in cat shit and like uh, it's it's terrible over there I assume uh, I do I do have mobility and I do clean so it's not that bad <laughs> no it's terrible and you need money yes so you're go right to our I need Patreon. money I do I do need patreon.com yeah. forward slash Star Trek stuff. Uh, we only have one uh, uh, thing. We're not asking you for a bunch of money. Five yeah, bucks. Yeah. Come on. Five bucks. That's all. Yeah. Uh, if if you want us to talk about something specific, if you want us to do something like a skit or something like that, yeah. paypal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff. Send us money and we'll do stuff. We'll talk, We'll advertise your business, whatever thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we don't want to do ads. We don't want to do like, you know, corporate ads for stuff. We'd rather talk about what you want to talk about and advertise your business your etsy shop your yeah. whatever your thing is your charity that you run um your anything that you are interested in let's let us know and and we'll we'll boost it um as facebook likes to put it we're also offering um these fantastic star trek masks that my mom makes they're star trek fabric it's not branded or anything um, but it's just Star Trek fabric, and the masks she puts together are fucking great. They're comfortable. They will make sure that you they if you put them you know correctly, they'll uh, make sure your glasses don't fog up. So when you write that five star review on iTunes, make sure you email us. Let us know where we can send you your free handmade mask. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. And so that way we can talk to you and get your address and send you a free mask for being awesome because those reviews really do help the show. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> with that, uh, we are getting the fuck out of here and we'll do another one uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, you'll hear from us again when we do more Trek. Holy shit, we're still in season one. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the word Trek. Actually, the next episode is fucking awesome. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I really like the next episode. Kick ass. It's it's fun. All right. Sounds good. All right. Have a uh, good night. Music is from the band Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker.bandcamp.com. Make sure you go pay for that. Yes, uh, please. Thing, you know, after Patreon. You have a lot of money. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to stop it right there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, All right. Live long and prosper. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. Um. <laughs> I want to go so, to brunch with them. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so entertaining. Actually, I, would, I wouldn't I um, would feel cool enough to go to brunch with them. Like, if they invited me. No, they, I probably they, wouldn't If they either. were like, hey, yeah, we're going to go to brunch at blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, dude, are you serious? Cool. Oh, my God. Like, I would actually worry about what I wore. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, a straight guy worrying, worrying about what to wear is, like, a big deal. It's like, <laughs> we don't generally <laughs> care. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to hang out with Stamets and Culver. Oh shit! Oh shit! I start like what going the through. What fuck am I gonna wear? Nice I need to buy a I new have? suit. Oh, fuck me! Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on any dating app ever, and look and and pose as a woman and look for men, and it's like just a sea of dudes on a boat holding a fish, <laughs> like hundreds of pictures.
<laughs> we'll put up especially in oh my god we'll put up a picture of me holding fish chicks dig when you hold fish <laughs>